0: Thank you for joining the podcast. We are so happy you're here with us today, especially during this time of COVID-19. We hope you are all safe and practicing social distancing and wearing a mask. So before we get started with the podcast, we want to encourage you to subscribe and also to take in this mental health month with us we will be pushing out as much content as possible via the Dr. Whisperer and other platforms to make sure if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, you can reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. So don't go at it alone. We love you. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited today because I get to just have a conversation with my friend, whose name happens to be Sierra. And you know what, Sierra? So last night I texted my girlfriend because I was looking for your book. And I have this beautiful bookshelf of all my friends that have written books. Mm. And I went to pull it. I'm like, that little, I'm like, where's my book? <laughs> She's like, no, I can't give it back to you yet. I'm like, oh, because I wanted to show everybody. I love that book. Sierra Benda, say hello to everybody.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Shar. I always love talking to you.
0: It's too much fun. Yes.
1: Sierra to Sierra 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 with Jersey Gills.
0: We've been down a road together, girl.
1: Mm-hmm. When did we
0: meet? How many years do you think it's been?
1: Four? Six? No. Six? 20? I was here about six years ago.
0: Our whole <laughs> lives in another life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I do know that we met. um, We'll give a shout out to our heels to heal, right? Isn't that where we met first when I was uh, Melissa? Melissa. And um, also Jessica. And Jessica Ravelli, working women. Yes. So, all the women connecting the spider that you have. Yeah. Yeah, we all connect. So, Sierra is here today to talk to everybody about her awesomeness. Like, (laughs) I just. I just feel like we don't have enough time for me to tell you all of that she's done. Like Harvard uh, teaching, Machu Picchu, (laughs) author, four-body fit, um, yoga, uh, professional trainer. Like I know everything. Like from back in the day. But we really connect because, you know, I'm a New Yorker. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: She's from Jersey.
1: We have the same sense of humor and like i don't have this kind of free time get to your point
0: so sierra tell her so she was just sharing with me before we jumped on about this incredible time it is today that you um and i'll be humble enough to admit it i didn't know until you told me today what we were celebrating this week because uh-huh. i'm all about mental health Month. but go ahead yes
1: yes well you're doing wonders with the mental health and bringing that awareness to the community because it's so much needed. Um, so thank you for that and your story and your rawness and your honesty. I think that's why it's we go so well together. <laughs> um, vulnerability but, times 20. Vulnerability, yeah, vulnerability is strength. So um, it is National Nurse Week from May 6th through May 11th. And May 12th is actually Florence Nightingale's birthday. So we'll talk about a beautiful woman warrior who's created, you know, a pioneer who, who, has, who has changed um, medicine for women, nursing, so. And your my, sister's a nurse. My sister's a nurse, she's a hospice nurse, and she also works with Aetna. She's on the front line in New Jersey. So I had a conversation with her. She was a wreck. She's done a lot of work with me. When I say a wreck, I mean, anybody would be a wreck underneath those circumstances. My sister's a rock. Yeah. And it's just the things that they're seeing. And, um, you know, as I said to my sister, you're, you're on the battlefield at war, you know, and um, you're an angel. You know, all these practitioners are angels. They're, they're either there to help you fight to live or help you pass over. And that's, you have to stay in that lane. And I know that from my own experience of passing over and coming back, that if I did not have those nurses and those people around me, I know I was gone. I mean, just their touch, their words, it just held me in there. Or if I was gonna pass, I knew that someone was there. So I know a lot of people aren't able to be, you know, their loved ones are passing over and they're not even able to be there. So, you know, I just wanna say, thank you to all the practitioners that are there on the front line for being that catalyst.
0: Yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, I was mentioning that my best friend in New York is a nurse practitioner, started out as a nurse and I love how she always, I interviewed her, so if you wanna hear some Long Island, she was <laughs> on last week. But, um, and her daughter's an RN working at Lenox Hill Hospital and on the front lines. And she said, you know, she was, you know, she went into war She's in the battle zone right now, and that's what they're doing. They're showing up every day, so I'm so excited. I mean, I didn't know this until just now about what you're doing for the nurses, so tell everybody about this workshop that you're going to do on May 11th.
1: So it's called Courage During Crisis, Mm -hmm. and it's for the healthcare warriors, and I will be doing a workshop on... on May 11th from 7 to 8.30, I am going to give tools, breaking down my four body fit method that was clinically researched at Department of Psychology to empower. But also what I do is I work a lot with trauma. And so I'm going to break down the four bodies. They're gonna do a four body fit assessment so they can measure their four bodies. What are their weaknesses and strengths and then help them work them out to get back into alignment because when we're in that alignment, then that's when we're connected to spirit one, two, we're more grounded. Three, it actually protects our energy, so we're not taking on all of this trauma. And then for the anxiety, you know, they got to go home and go back to their families. They can't sleep. You know, they're craving sugar, alcohol, whatever. I can only imagine the addictive stuff that's coming up here just to numb out what they're seeing or going through. So I want to give them some tools that they could do if they are on the front line. Um, what, uh, just basic things that they could do. I mean, everyone could do them but right now i'm just steering in uh, my attention on on them and uh so i uh i really look forward to doing it's my way of giving back after i had that conversation with my sister and a couple of friends that are practitioners i was like wow okay what can i do to help
0: oh my god yeah no as soon as you said it i'm like i cannot wait to hang up and like tell wendy so she could tell her daughter and they could tell all their friends in new york because Although we are, you know, I've said this many times. I think this is, I think you're show number 20. Um, I think that, yeah, I know. I just, my, um, yeah, one of my wonderful team members told me today, he was 19. He's feeling the the burden of it, not so much me. I'm having great conversations with the people that I adore. So for me, this is, you know, I finally get to catch up. But when I heard that, I was like, there are so many nurses that are just, you know the nurses are always the ones that are just taking that little extra time, that little extra love, that more. You know, uh, speaking about their families and the empathy and the, yeah. you know, the motherly quality. So they need you so bad. I'm so happy to hear that you're doing this. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, they also need because with empathy. It's really hard, you know, it, it's really hard to, to have boundaries too, you know, and that's the balance So it's like, okay, I could be empathetic. Oh my God, I'm seeing all these things that are happening, but how do I not take it on? You know, it's the same thing when I'm dealing with in my workshops and I'm dealing with women who are breaking down and, you know, trauma and all this stuff's coming. Uh, am I supposed to, I can't go with them and cry. It's like, I have to, I have to stay in alignment and that connection to be that catalyst so that I can um, hold space for them, and move through it, and so that's like the hardest thing. Like nursing is people in that industry, the medical aren't caught some of these tools, you know. So I want to give them some of the tools because they're not just nurses; they're healers.
0: Yes. Well, you have always talked about heal the healer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what better time to heal the healer than right, right. now? They need it, you know. Right. We used to talk about how much they needed it before COVID nineteen. Like it's it's like a a priority. So I wanna I wanna speak about that for for people like us. So I'm not an MD, we're not an M, we're not, you know, we don't have well, who cares? What we have is this wonderful life experience. (laughs) And for me, right, because I'm an empath. So I when I talk about when I cry, somebody asks me how I'm doing, you will when I'm sad, I'm sad for the world. Right. I'm sad for the friend that I just found out in New York that lost her husband and she can't grieve with people. I'm sad for the doctor in New York that committed suicide. I'm sad for the people that have lost their jobs. That is my sadness. And I'm sure you have felt the same. Yeah. So find me in the morning when I'm meditating, that's when you'll find me crying. Mm -hmm. Doing the work for myself first, exercising, meditating, letting it all out, feeling to be available for others, which is exactly what you mentioned. And I saw, like, I didn't get to click play, but I saw you with your horse, I think, yesterday. And when I see you doing that, I'm like, well, she is, like, I don't even have to talk to you. I'm like, well, she is getting fed right now. Yes. So she can give to others. Because that is the, that's such a key element, here. I don't think everybody realizes, like, how important that is to fill themselves up
1: first yeah well filling up is the the receiving is the feminine energy you know feminine and masculine it's not just man and woman it's the the balance between each other and you know as a culture we're just taught to keep pressing on keep pressing on the warrior and it's like wow i only have half of the equation i only have half of the power and then that's that power is too linear where you just like drive yourself into a wall and that's exactly what's happening right now in society. We can, cannot keep going at this pace. We're hurting ourselves, our loved ones, the earth, I mean the world. And so it's like stop, look, listen and feel and get in there. And you know, you have to do the inside work. That's what you're doing. And it's, it's, it's the ego wants to make it seem like it's a million times worse than it really is. Like I never heard anybody dying from crying. I've heard of people dying from holding it in. Yeah. So it's like that inside, that inside work and what you're talking about is a discipline and a commitment. And it's, it's also the intelligence of love, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I've been um, such a huge fan of uh, Cuomo lately in New York because he's been speaking. So it's like he's been spiritually led mm-hmm. to have these great conversations, which is an inspiration to the men. Yes. And we need more yes. men like that, too. Yes. yes. To speak up about, because you've been able to guide a lot of men yourself. Mm-hmm. But if more, you know, I posted about Wonder Woman today. You did? You did. WW. <laughs> WW. As my girlfriend in New York says, WW. <laughs> so I've, I went for a bike ride yesterday with my friend Eric. And he took a picture of me on my bike with my backpack, which is Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. And I have had her as this model my whole life. And right. I remember yeah. when Wonder Woman came out, yeah. you were like, I mean, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And you, it was almost like, it was, the whole movie was coming through everybody and it was such a great force. And I felt like, what a good time to start talking about Wonder Woman again. Yes. That strength, that power, that force, that feminine energy that you always talk about because we are, you know, we're the ones kind of holding everybody together, I feel like, right now. The men, yes, they're doing mm-hmm. their part, but we're always gonna be more um, open with our communication.
1: Well, it's our time, it's our time to lead and why are we so scared and leading as women, not at imitation men. And that's also what's going on right now. Um, a lot of us are feeling that pain and, you know, looking at it from a shamanic perspective too, an indigenous way is, is that um, women are to lead. Men are supposed to hold the space for them to lead and protect them to lead and instead of competing. And so I realized that for myself, like, because as a young girl, we're taught that, you know, at such a young age, we're not worth as much, or we're not equal to. And you could go back into the scriptures, thousands and thousands of years, I write about this in my book. And um, there's this innate anger inside of us that says, well, why do I have to keep proving myself that I'm equal? I don't wanna prove that I'm equal, I already know. If anything, I'm more powerful because I'm balanced with my femininity and I'm balanced with my masculine self, a warrior. More women are in tune with the warrior aspects because of the survival, but they're not as in tune with the feminine aspects and the power of that. And that's the intelligence of love that we're teaching and we're learning for ourselves, self-care. Like you said, I have to fill myself up. So that's what society's going through, whether you're a man or a woman especially for women. It's like, wow. And then we have the power to move forward. Then we retreat, you know, go into your cave, go into your she shed, whatever you want to call it. And then you come out again, you know? Yes. And if you don't do that, you're going down. And we shouldn't feel guilty for doing that.
0: No. And, I you know, it's just so ironic that I think subliminally I posted about Wonder Woman today because I was talking to you. You know, it was like that, mm. But there's something very, um, you know, there was always something very sexy and strong about Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't portrayed even back then as somebody that was just this sexy woman in a bodysuit. You know, when she went, you know, like Superman would go into Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what she was, but I remember what she had, like, her hair back in a bun and she wore a suit. She was super smart.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: that was my role model growing up. But then that was the last, it was the last Wonder Woman. There was nobody else. And I was surrounded with men in my life. My mom has 12 brothers. You know, we have a lot of male energy in um, in our DNA. And you, in your book, which I highly recommend, and we'll put the information in the the show notes, um, you know, talking about passing it on generation through generation, it's so Mm -hmm. important. Like, I would have never thought until I read your book to think about my mom's mom and my mom's mom's mom and how, you know, the trauma gets passed through and, you know, it really shapes who we are. So can you speak about that a little bit? Because that's always something that I've always really loved about that message you put out. We don't hear it enough. Let me introduce you to our super awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. So just so you know, everybody, fun fact, I used to be a project manager for a telecommunications company in New York City uh back in the day before I started working with doctors, but I have known Thai Technology and I am a family friend of this company. That means I trust them and I trust that you work with them. So you know, I would never refer anything out that I didn't believe in. They work with, um, some of the biggest physician groups across the country, but the best thing is that they're local. They're here in Tampa Bay and they're from New York originally. So there couldn't be any more love than that. So anybody that mentions the Dr. Whisperer podcast or you're a client, you get three months of free service. Oh, check them out about the generations. Sure.
1: Um, So from a Native perspective, I'm Native, and we look at it from the generations, that we have the power that we can shift consciousness for generations who've walked before us and the next four to seven generations who walk after us. So we have that much power. So what we've lost in society, and especially uh, what's happening now too, is that we're not saying thank you to our ancestors who helped us be in the position and the freedom that we have today. We don't even know them because especially as women, you know, we change our last name. So we actually change the energy. Like we don't even know who our ancestors are. So if I ask you the question, who's your grandmother? You know, she's still alive, right? Maybe your great grandmother, your great great grandmother. If you could go, most women can't even go back four generations and see, but men can.
0: Because mm-hmm. their
1: names doesn't, their names don't change. and they're taught to to carry on the name and the energy and the pride and you know as women that was the way we were disempowered they'd separate us so that is what domestic violence actually means is the separation of women divide and conquer so right now we're kind of like okay who am i what am i Where, where am i going right now i'm an entrepreneur you know this is great and i'm empowered that's great but who are you really like what are you doing what are you teaching what is your what is your medicine, it's called? What is your God-given gift? And are you sharing it with the world? So that's where, when we look at the trauma that gets carried on from one generation to another, we have to think about that. Like, for instance, alcoholism, addiction, um, maybe all the women in your family never graduated high, uh, uh, college because it was considered seriously, culturally, well, you're only going to get married and pregnant anyway. Why would I spend money on you? right? So this is stuff that's not that long ago. And so these are the belief systems that we pass on, or the dysfunctions that we pass on from one generation to the other. And we're trying to not only heal ourselves, it's the generational pool we have. But then we also have to look at all the gifts that they brought us to, you know, they're on the forefront. And, you know, I feel that right now, that's what this generation of young children need to learn who are their ancestors where they come from take pride in that it's not about separation um who are you and how do i how do i how do i um how do i go deeper Mm -hmm. because I will carry on some of these dysfunctions to the next level unless I go deep enough to look at them. And we don't consciously do that. We're not taught to do that.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you'll appreciate this, I think. So I've <laughs> been saying this so much, like if, if the day ever comes that I meet Brene Brown. Ah. So I've always been very an, like anti-Brene Brown, because I'm like, please, I've been vulnerable. <laughs> for 20 plus years, I don't need no like so silly, so ridiculous. But like, you know, so many people were like, well, you would love this and you would love this. I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. Well, I, I did because it really helped me. I've been listening to her, she has this new podcast out and she talks about, uh, today she's talking about apologizing and say you're sorry and how we do that correctly. And she was talking about with this wonderful um, psychologist that she had on, of course, I can't remember her name. Um, She was talking about exactly that, about our parents and our generations before us not teaching us how to do these things correctly. So how can us as daughters or or sons learn if the parents haven't learned from their parents? It, It really does like the generation, it's amazing how much it has to do with who we are today Oh, you're absolutely right. That's why I connected so much to that when I read, because I think about you know my mom, like her mom died on her wedding day. Oh, jeez. I know she had 12 brothers, uh, surrounded by men her whole life, and being this powerful, strong woman, and you know went into healthcare and went back to school in her 40s. You know, three kids, and it's amazing. And so she comes from that, right? So yeah. she comes from that line. So, um, I love that you're giving that message out because I don't don't think enough people talk about it. I think we need to really know where we come from.
1: Yeah, and own it. Own it. Honor it. Own it and honor it and move on. Yeah, what about your mom? My mom and my grandmother, so I did all my research is that my grandmother, way back in the day in New Jersey, women weren't allowed to own anything. Their name wasn't allowed to be on the home or a car. And she worked, she bought her car. They were treated like children. You weren't allowed to. So she went down to the police department and um, a motor vehicle, excuse me, and said, no way. I paid for this car. My name's going on it. So she's the one who created the law for women to have their names on ownership wow over the car. and then my mom was the first woman who uh was the first woman at the board of education in Hawthorne, new jersey where i grew up she was also into politics <laughs> she marched down at washington because she created in the school system when children had dyslexia that they needed programs because they weren't dumb because my brother had dyslexia and they used to just put them in a room and like, okay, well, they can't function. So, you know, whatever. So, they're not worth being taught basically, right? So, because they learn differently. So, she's like, no way. So, she marched her way down to Washington and did all the political stuff. And she was um, amazing at it. And then I created the law in New Jersey. Uh, that a a third party needed to be present in a doctor's office because I was sexually assaulted and I went and I fought for it. And so I was like, wait a second, this is so linear, like lineage of the powerful women in my family and how, wow, I'm so blessed to have that. And then on the other side, I'm like looking at like, okay, so what else? That's the good stuff. Okay, so what's not such the good stuff, right? And then I was looking at not such the good stuff and I was like, okay, I could see why this is here. Um, you know, not being supported as a woman because you know, if you do that, then, oh my God, you're creating chaos and drama doesn't look good for you know the husband or the family. So then they're suppressed and I saw that in my family and I actually talked to my mom about it that I apologized to her talk about apology, that I'm sorry because I went along with making fun of her and what my family was doing at the time to suppress her and this, and you didn't know because you're just conditioned to do it. And I said, you know, when I got older, I uh, around 40, when I was dealing with my own st- stuff, I apologized to her and I said, mom, I- I'm so sorry that I went along with that. I didn't really see, I didn't, I didn't see. And um, I can only imagine the pain you know, you're sitting here trying to do the right thing. And people are scared of your power. Like, what's up with that? And then, of <laughs> course, I see that in my whole life. Why? People are scared of a woman's power. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I'm like, you know, I don't have this kind of free time. It's like, <laughs> this is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to apologize. And I'm tired of like, toning it down or turning it, you know, to make other people feel comfortable. And that's one of the things I teach. You know, that is your God-given gift, your medicine as a woman and to lead and to teach and to, to be all this um, so that you can be successful and love in your career and every aspect of your life.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, can I get an A flip in men? Because really and truly, we need it so much. We need this so much. We need more. Well, Mother's Day coming up on Sunday.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And Stepmother's Day coming up the weekend after that, which I will be talking about eventually. Um, because that is a whole world of uh, its own. But really, not apologizing for. I remember the day that I have this one graphic um, of myself where I'm giving, you know, I'm going like this. Oh it's a great one. Might have to bring it back up to piss some people off again. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe the amount of people, but a lot in, you know, a few in my family that were like, oh my God, you know, is this how we have to act? And where's the classiness and da, da, da. I'm like, oh, please. Yeah. Like if that's the worst thing I do in my life, like you do it every time somebody walks out of the room that you don't like, give right. me a break. So not to keep us in this box of, you know, just because we're strong, just because we speak our mind, just because we stand up for the things that we don't believe in. You know, that that actually, that whole strong assertiveness is sexy as fuck. Well, you went there. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, my stepson's here. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's heard it before. Like it is.
1: Yeah. Now, well, you know, coming from New Jersey and New York, you, you use fuck as a comma, you know. <laughs> I, I remember when I was, Moved. I'm like, ooh, oh I, I better be aware. People like, look at me, like, wow, she's like really, she's really harsh. She's tough. She's rough. And I'm like, ooh, wow. And I really realized that, you know, taking yourself out of New Jersey, New York, you better tone that down. Well, <laughs>
0: yeah. if, my God, I, if I didn't feel that for sure when I moved here, you know, I remember you
1: know, right?
0: I was driving with my um, New York license plate. And I moved here because I didn't want to give it up, you know, super proud, yeah. look. Yeah.
1: So, hello. Oh my God, I love it, I love it.
0: But, you know, this one guy, for no reason, just drove past me and started screaming and cursing at me. And people had told me, they had warned me, they said, hey, listen, you know, they don't play that game here. You know, you can't be so, because I don't know, maybe I merged properly, who knows what I did. You know, we grew up in this different world. And accepting each other's cultures are great, but I started seeing it even in myself. I started not telling everybody I was from New York. Like it used to be like the, the, like the headline, you know, I'm from New York to me being like, well, you know, I'm, I love Tampa Bay. I was born in Long Island. Like even not saying, it's amazing what can happen from outside forces of what we hear. Yeah. But you know, that, that shit gone that's why i've been as many places i can i'm like oh it's inappropriate what i'm saying (laughs) but you
1: know what it is it's a it's a it's a whole growing up there too and traveling around the world and and living in different places it's so i am so glad i grew up there because i learned street smart i learned human behavior i learned boundaries i learned other cultures i learned everything Mm -hmm. however Right now, I don't wanna be at that pace in my life. You know, yeah. in my 50s, I'm like, no way. But as a as a kid growing up there, it was like, you know, you had no mercy. It was a matter of survival and respect. Mm-hmm. And it was a matter of working your way up the ladder. You have to eat shit before you can kick it. And nothing was given to you because we had so much competition that you had to go above and beyond to prove yourself, which built your confidence. So that's why in New York, New Jersey, I feel like everybody, like I love working because <laughs> there's a confidence level that, that people don't get offended as easily too. You're just like, okay, get yeah. to the point. This is what I need, blah, blah, blah. You'll have a fight. You know, I'm like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm like right now, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not yelling. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm talking, I'm passionate, right? So. Right. I just had this conversation with my friend because we were like, oh my gosh, it's coming back out. I have so much, huh, you yeah. know, and we're yelling at each other, but we're not, you know, and it was like, oh, I feel out of home.
0: <laughs> I know. And it's been so great to, you know, I always try to look at the positive side, you know, the Zoom thing, right? We've yeah, all yeah. living our lives in Zoom, but I've been able to be in New York with my friends.
1: Right. I can't,
0: listen, I can't get a word in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so true.
0: You know, it's like the one, I feel the same way about being here in Tampa Bay. Like this life is a a gift, you know, to be able to be out in nature. And I'm looking at my pool and I see all the trees and I see my buried sacred dreams as well. You know, but the nature part of it has been such a gift and slowing everything down. Mm -hmm. We should never forget where we came from. We should yeah. honor where we came from. And then the generations ahead and the, my parents being from Ireland and understanding other cultures, yes. yes. traveling around the world, understanding what it's like, you know, um, and I'll end with this because of course, you know, we're a little bit over, but you know, I'm doing my best. I get yelled at by the team now if I go over a certain amount of time, they're like, do you know how long it takes to upload <laughs> that? Trip? Okay, so, but I do have a team member that works in Dubai and they're in Ramadan right now, right? So they're fasting. And we had this really great conversation about it this morning. And he said, you know, the whole point of it is for us to honor the fact that not everybody has food all day. So if we're just fasting throughout the day and then we eat, you know, when the sun goes down, we have a greater appreciation for the food that we have. I'm like, oh my God, like if our kids don't need
1: that, right? Every kid needs it. That's why even in indigenous culture, you do a vision quest. So when they become teenagers, they become part of the community and part and an adult. And what is your medicine? What is your gift that you're going to bring to the community? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: What Maybe. is it? And yeah. we got to teach asking them. no food, no water for four days. And you just sit, sit with yourself, sit with spirit. Take what you've learned from your family, your culture. Okay, now what, where am I going to go with this?
0: So. such great lessons that's why like get out of your box people even if it's a zoom box so <laughs> go, go see go to something zooming in another country right now so you can see what it's like and um and i'm so grateful that you were here and that you were able to spend this time i, I want to make sure that everybody we will put information up about this may 11th uh courage during crisis what a great name 7 to 8.30 p.m. Thank you for honoring the nurses. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for healing the healers. And, um, and you know, I don't know. Like, continue doing what you're doing. We all need it.
1: You too, sister.
0: Thank you so much. Love. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. TIE Technology. Check them out.